0: Welcome back, everyone, to the latest episode of High School Transcript. This is your host, Rowan, and today it is just me sitting here with Miss G, the fabulous Miss Gonzalez, as she shares her story, and we hope you guys enjoy giving it a listen. I guess. Okay. Okay. I what were you like in high school?
1: Um, I was pretty quiet until, I think, my junior year, but I was in swim team from my sophomore year. So by the time I was a sophomore, I mean, by the time I was a senior, I was the captain of the girls' varsity swim team and then also the editor of yearbook. And I had a job at El Pollo Loco that I started when I was a junior. And I was also in something here we would just call drama, but at that school it was called play production. Um, and we just put it on all the plays and stuff for the whole school, uh, kind of like what Mr. Carlin does, but we, all of our, our set building and stuff was part of our play pro instead of separated.
0: Did you actually like participate in
1: any of the plays? Oh yes. In fact, when I was a senior, I was the lead in a play and I was on my way back to do the first performance and I was like talking to my sister in the car, just driving down Western and got in my first car accident. And so I was in the play with a busted up face and bruises everywhere because the airbag hit me so hard. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Um, so that's a lesson for everybody. Pay attention when you're driving. You don't need to go to Toggleville or Carl's Jr.
0: Um, did you live at home all of your high school years?
1: Um, I did. And then as soon as I graduated, I moved out. So I moved out with a friend of mine and stayed there for like my first um, year of college. And then my second year, kind of like in between the two, like in between the last, the first year ending and the second year starting, I moved in with a friend of mine and that friend became my best friend and now is my husband. So I haven't lived with my mom since I was 17 years old.
0: What was the transition like from high school to college for you?
1: Um, It was a little crazy because when I was in high school, I was doing like AP classes and stuff. And so I actually didn't apply for any California colleges. I had it set in my head that I was going to go to Ohio because that's where my family is from. And I actually had a scholarship to Ohio State and Miami University. And then at the last minute, I was like, what am I doing? I don't want to go over there. People are weird. (laughs) I'm going to stay in SoCal. And so I just um, jumped into a community college called El Camino and did my... I got my AA there. And then I transferred to Long Beach State and finished my bachelor's there. Going into college, did you know what you wanted to do? Like, did you know what degree you wanted to pursue? So I was... My whole life, um, I was told that I needed to be a doctor. And I think that's because my mom is a nurse. And so I, I went into college and left high school thinking, I'm pre-med, I'm gonna do this. And um, when you're in college, especially the first two years, you have to do something called gen ed, which is kind of like high school. And one of those classes was speech. And it's actually still one of the four golden classes you have to have in order to transfer to a CSU or a UC. And in that speech class, which is probably one of my favorite courses ever, even all through my master's, still love that class, um, she would bring in speakers, and one of the speakers was a teacher who only taught English to adults. And just listening to her talk, and after all my time working at Pollo Loco, and um, really becoming enmeshed in, like, the Latin culture and learning how to speak the language, I kind of felt like she was speaking to me, and that was what I was meant to be. So I changed everything. Um, I actually hated taking advanced calculus and I hated um, chemistry. And I would sit through those classes and do okay, but it wasn't fun for me. Whereas the classes like speech was like, I would go all out and had a great time. And so I switched everything like that next semester, I just used those as my gen ed requirements and switched everything to get my AA in um, liberal arts. And then from then on, it was all about being a teacher. Did you know what you wanted to teach or what kind of students you wanted to teach? So I still really enjoy teaching English to kids who don't speak English. And when I first became a teacher, I got hired right away to teach at a middle school um, in Los Angeles. And so it was, I went in teaching like some remedial English and then I taught in honors, but mostly I taught ESL, which is now ELD and they're my favorite like I would call them my babies because um, it's really fun to be in a class where you know that everybody in there is there to learn and wants to better themselves and it's also really cool to make um, a difference in a community that my husband is and was a part of because he was also an ESL student and came from Mexico when he was I don't know 11 or 12 and so it just fulfills me to do that but as the more I've been teaching the more I realize that just being a teacher does that for me. I still really enjoy um, teaching the ELD kids but I enjoy just teaching altogether because making a difference in like students lives whether they're um, young or adults really fulfills me. Overall when you were pursuing your degree at um,
0: CSULB Mm -hmm. uh, did you enjoy your college experience or was it difficult? Um, so
1: I worked full-time and uh, like I said I moved out when I was 17 so I didn't really get to participate in like college activities. For me I was what you would call a commuter student. I drove there and the parking is far away so I'd walk to wherever my class was go to class and then leave and I'd be working like night shifts and closing El Pollo Loco um, and then I also got pregnant my senior year of college, so when I walked to the stage, I was nine months pregnant. Like, I was walking and everybody else was like, "da da na na," and I had people stopping me, telling me, don't have the baby on the stage, like, oh, okay, thanks a lot. <laughs>
0: um, what did after college, immediately after college, look like for
1: you? Um, I was really, really scared to like join the workforce and my husband and uh, my mom had to push me. I was like, I'm just going to stay working as a manager at El Pollo Loco because I don't know what to do with myself. Because in order to be a teacher, you also need to have your credential. And so I started, I enrolled myself and got accepted into the teacher program at CSU LB. And then um, I also like applied for another job. Um, that had nothing to do with teaching, because I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I hadn't done any teaching courses. And then LA Unified, which is where I went to school, um, put out an ad for hiring um, what they call interns, district interns. And we didn't have to have any um, experience teaching. We just had to have our bachelor's degree. And then they would help us get through it. And so I applied for it. And they hired me that summer after I graduated. And so for three years, I had to go to their pro- to their problems, to their classes um, once a week. And it was like, I guess, until 9 o'clock at night. We'd teach all day, and then we'd go straight to wherever, whatever site we needed to go to. And for me, I'd have to drive to L.A. every day because I taught in the South Bay. Um, <clears throat> and I did that for three years and then earned my credential that way. I earned my preliminary after a year and a half, and then I earned my clear credential after three years. So I was very much a baby teacher learning how to teach while I was teaching like I had no idea what I was doing when I walked in the classroom and I still think my first year was probably one of the funnest years because I didn't know and I had like eighth grade honors kids that I swear were like smarter than me so they taught me a lot about life and about how to be a teacher and um, it was a good experience but if you were to ask me when I was doing that I would tell you that I hated the intern program, especially the last year and a half. Um, But I still think it was a great way for me to learn how to be a teacher, yeah.
0: Was it hard pursuing your credential having a kid, like, with the long
1: commute to L.A. and where you worked? Um, Yeah, it really was. Um, So when I started teaching, my daughter was two. And so I would actually... There was like a YMCA down the street from my school, and it's Gardena, which is right on the border of Compton. And I would take her to that YMCA, which was nowhere where we lived. Um, But they loved her like one of their own, and she did like her preschool there. And then I'd go to work, and then I'd go and pick her up. And if I had to have class that night, then I would go and drop her off with my mother-in-law or my husband if he happened to be off. But because I was in school and or working, the whole time that I was a full-time student and a full-time job and had my kid. My husband was always working two or three jobs because, remember, nobody was helping us with anything. So a lot, of, um, a lot of the time I relied on my mother-in-law to watch her. There was times where I wouldn't get home until, like, 2 in the morning because I was working, and that's who kept my daughter until I came home and picked her up. And then she'd wake up the next day with me. After you got your credential, um, how
0: did you end up, like, here at Lakeside? Where did your teaching take you?
1: So I actually taught at that same school for 14 years before I came here. Um, But the whole first 14 years of my career were teaching middle school. And um, I really enjoyed it. In fact, I did – they call it leadership there, and we call it ASB here. So I did that for 10 years. And I was, like, the the department chair of the ELD program, and it was much bigger than I think – many of the schools in this area, just because it's LA. Um, And then the only reason that I left was because in 2008, when we had the recession, that was the first time that we were actually able to like try to buy a house. And we had put in so many bids and just kept losing them in the LA area. Meaning like, we would say, okay, we're gonna buy this house and then somebody who could pay all cash would win. And so we would lose it. And so we came out here and bought a house. And for five or six years, I actually drove from here to LA every single day with all three of my kids in the car. So my daughter went to the middle school where I taught and my kids went to the elementary school. Well, before they would actually, a parent of three students that I taught took care of my kids until they were kindergarten age. And then they went to an elementary school that was literally a block away from the school where I taught. But yeah, we would spend like five hours a day on the freeway. So, when did you make the transition from L.A. to Lakeside? So, um, it was 2016, I think, or 2015, and um, I wanted to do it because my daughter had just finished middle school, so she was going to high school, and there was no way I was going to make her drive out there to go to high school, and... Um, <clears throat> It was just a good time because when we first moved out here, nobody was hiring. Like I think Lake Elsinore Unified was letting go of teachers and I had so many years in LA that it made no sense for me to leave. So at that time they started hiring and I was like, okay, I'm gonna look for a job out here too. So we actually registered her first and I didn't know what I was gonna do with the boys. And funny enough that when I went to my interview for Lake Elsinore Unified and I actually interviewed in like Menifee, um, before that, but I lived here in Elsinore, so it would have been nice to get a job here. Um, the funny thing is there was three schools interviewing me at the same time, and it just happened that the school that my daughter was going to be a freshman at is the school that picked me. <laughs> I think it came down to, like, um, Elsinore Middle and then Lakeside. And because of my experience um, with what you guys would call here the academy program. I did something very similar at my old school. And so they got me at the interview and she was super mad because once again, I was going to be her teacher. So I was her teacher in seventh grade and then part of eighth grade. And then again, for almost her whole ninth grade year, nobody knew that she was my daughter sitting in my class. And then right at the end, they were like, what? (laughs) It was really funny. (laughs)
0: so you started out teaching academy classes
1: um yeah i taught ninth grade english academy ninth and i also taught eld
0: what was your first full year at lakeside like
1: um i remember writing like posts online it was like i seriously felt like alice in wonderland because you got to remember like la unified is super old and the school that i taught at um, the school i graduated from just had like its 200th anniversary 200 year old school means dirty, nasty. So at my old school, when we did like ASB stuff, we would actually put on um, a haunted house every year because the school had a basement underneath the um, the um, stage area. And every year there would be rats down there. So I, when I moved into like my last classroom at that school and I'd clean out the cabinets, there was always like rat pee and like little poops and all kinds of little animals. Um, very very old and so when I came here I was like oh my god it's like wow it's like wonderland like the first thing meeting I went to they handed me a brand new macbook and I was like who are you and then it was crazy to me and then the craziest thing of all to me is and people don't realize it like once you've been here for a while but like students are holding the door open for me and we're like go on in ma'am and I was like where are you from like am I still on earth <laughs> Because I came from a school where you had to watch where you stepped in the hallway because you never knew what you was going to step in, you know? And so here I was like, it's so beautiful. Like, I can see the mountains. Kids are calm here. Um, You know, I've been here six years now, so it's very different. But when people are, like, complaining about Lakeside, I just kind of laugh because you have no idea. (sighs) Like, none at all. So, yeah, I'm very grateful to, like, you know just have like ish and the people that like clean up and even though like the bathrooms get gross sometimes like no like your guys's bathrooms for the students here are like 20 times better than the staff bathrooms at my old school it's 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 a whole new world to me it's very nice <laughs>
0: um atmosphere wise like with your coworkers was mm-hmm. it, was that a big change too from LA to here or how did that compare
1: yeah definitely because i had been there for 14 years and mm-hmm. i was brand new when I started there and so um some of those people there were kind of like parents to me um sorry like my mentor teacher died so. um I still have friends there and I still talk to them but um it's just different because I spent my whole life in LA or LA county and so, just even moving here to this area um, of Southern California is very different. It's very different, like when you're in the intern program. I don't know what it is here because I wasn't an intern here, but I had somebody who they would come in your classroom and like he helped me like set up my bulletin boards for the first time, and he would like he was. I forget what it's called now because I've been a teacher for so long, but you had to go through a program while you were being an intern, and it's for the state of California. And um, he would help me along the way, or, you know, I was still young and he was like um, a really good writer. So he would check my work or come in and help me, and then I would ask him to observe me, and he'd write me this great letter just telling me, like, you know, how great it was to be in there and stuff. And so. People like him are the reason that I'm still a teacher. And also just like, I haven't experienced it yet at Lakeside because I haven't been here that long, but like um, when I was there, my best friend and I were both teachers there, young teachers, and we would take kids on trips around the world. But they literally lived in like Compton and a lot of those kids still will like lie about their address in order to go to that school which isn't even that great of a school, but it's still better than Compton Unified. And um, anyways, we would fundraise like we, I think in like two years, we fundraise like $50,000. And our first trip was like to New York. And then we took the kids to um, London and Paris and Barcelona. And then I did another one to Washington and New York. But the reason that I bring that up is because I'm super proud of like the kids that aren't kids, they're adults now who still keep in contact to me and I with me and I was just thinking like one of them just wrote me this beautiful letter and sent me a DM just telling me thank you and she's actually running for like the mayor of um, Compton right now and then yeah so some of them are like having babies now or just had their second or another one just sent me like wedding pictures and so that's like my that's the kind of stuff I miss because I haven't really experienced it here at because I haven't been there long long but I haven't been here that long but there I had like like the family that took care of my sons. There's actually six siblings and I had four of them. And so I'm very I'm still very close to that family and you know like one of them's a doctor now and, and one just had a baby like a month ago and so it's the coolest part of teaching to just really be able to catch up with those people and see like you know oh my god one just graduated from Harvard last year and the other and I have another one who was in ASB my last year of teaching there and she just got her doctorate. The girl is like superwoman, because I've only been here six years. But she was super intelligent and still is, obviously, but she just got her doctorate from an Ivy League and she I'm like unbelievable. So that's the coolest part about this job. And that's why I got emotional talking about that school.
0: What have been some of your favorite experiences or like a favorite experience that you've had here at Lakeside in your six years?
1: Um, my favorite experiences here have been with the ASB kids, for sure. Um, the funniest or best experiences with them is always when we're so tired and working and then all of a sudden we'll just start laughing about nothing. I think the first time it happened was um, the horror homecoming a few years ago. You guys usually just see like what it looks like at the end, but we were actually here until like, I don't know, two or three in the morning. and that late, even myself included. like I could not function anymore. and we were just laying on the floor on the mats that we had set up for like the haunted house part, just laughing. Just in there laughing. We could not do anything anymore. And it was like, okay, it's time to go. And other favorite memories are like when we finally complete something and we're proud of ourselves and we clean it up and then we'd go to like Denny's in the middle of the night and we'd just sit there and like laugh or we'd have some crazy, crazy other people who would go to Denny's <laughs> yeah. and like we would deal with them like as a group and we'd be like, what? You know? Like, yeah. I mean, we weren't crazy or anything, but it was just... Really, it's like three o'clock in the morning and your crazy person wants to come in here from Elsinore and yell at us. And we were all just tired and wanted like a shake or somebody wanted pancakes or whatever. And we just sit like a giant family, like at Thanksgiving and just laugh and I don't know what. And so those were probably like my favorite memories. That and just like figuring stuff out and really feeling accomplished when you've done something good for like the whole school. Um Yeah, and I think another favorite would be, like, when we were done with something, we'd go in and do something called pros and cons, and the cons aren't so fun because you find out, like, how to improve things, but it was really nice hearing everybody give other people compliments um, because we really would become, like, a family and not just a class, and so being a part of a club or a team or ASB or AVID, you start... um, getting a lot closer to those people because you don't just spend the 50 minutes a day with them. We would spend hours upon end with each other. And so a very different um, type of relationship and, and much more comfortability comes with that. And so those are my favorite times.
0: How did you get into ASB? How did you end up being
1: the ASB director? Here or? Uh, here. Um, so I think I had talked to our old principal before about actually doing it at my old school. And it was different because it was a middle school, but I had done it for so long, like put on events and stuff like that. But it's definitely a whole nother experience. That's for sure. Um, And I believe the ASB director that we had here had resigned and they both came to me separately and kind of asked me if I would take it on. I think normally you have to do some kind of. Um, selection process or interviews or something, but they came and actually pulled me separately out of my English classroom and asked me if I would be willing to take it. And I hesitated for sure at first because I had become really close with the Academy kids and we were really making a difference. So Academy is super special because um, sometimes you get the kids that, they don't really have like issues. It's just that they're not doing well at school And they just need a different approach like a teacher who has a different approach or a few teachers that have a different approach and so those kids went from like straight d's and fails to like acing my class and so we were like our own little family too because instead of 50 minutes a day i would spend two periods a day with them and then they wouldn't leave you know they'd be in there for lunch if they could or break or they would just come in to talk and so I mean, even kids that I originally had there, when I left that and became ASB, actually joined ASB. Um, And so that's how it happened. They asked me and I really hesitated because I was afraid to leave those kids because they were like a family too. And then um, they both promised me, the old ASB teacher and the principal, that they would take care of them and that it would be okay. And so I said, okay. And then I actually started working with the ASB class like that March, like before summer even started. I had already gone and started observing and figuring things out. Because when you're ASB or leadership, work never stops. So um, yeah, that's when it all started for me. And then all summer long, actually when I met, uh, actually you started in the summer of your eighth grade year. Yeah. Did you enjoy your time overall being ASB director? I did. I did. I really, really miss um, all of the ASB kids. They, a lot of them still text me and we talk about stuff. And I try um, to help you guys like figure out stuff, even in this kind of craziness with COVID and everything. And I wish that 2020 didn't end the way that it did because we had so much planned. and I wish that it didn't get taken away from them, and I really wish that I would have known that our last rally and our last dance were were our last. Um, The good thing is that that Grinch rally was really funny, and I'm proud of it. It's just not the way I would have liked to have signed off, Um, and I was super looking forward to, like, Morp and prom, really prom, but we, yeah, we had all that stuff ready to go, and then literally during spring break we found out we're not coming back and I think our mark was like the following week so what was the transition out of ASB like um it was super weird because just with all the COVID stuff so that last part of 2020 you know it was kind of like what do you do like we had stuff planned and there was nothing to do so it was really like it was cut off like we still talked to one another and I didn't have answers like I still don't have answers our principal doesn't have answers none of us really do um it was just kind of like boop you're kicked off a cliff see you later that's kind of what it felt like and it was really heartbreaking because it's not like when we end an ASB year we I usually go out, out for them and we do like our our banquet and then I would take them to go do something really fun and I didn't really get to say bye to anybody except in like the drive-through come pick up your awards thing so I mean it was nice I got to like like hug the seniors and say goodbye even though it was COVID probably shouldn't have done that but I hugged them anyway um but it's definitely not how I would have wanted to sign off yeah
0: how has this year been not teaching ASB and teaching the classes that you are teaching virtually
1: um it's a whole other world. I mean, I've been a teacher before, so it's not a surprise. But I think the biggest difference is just with being online, you know? I miss doing like the fun stuff. Like, I miss those relationships, especially because this year, as teachers, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but myself personally, um, really close to my students, and we just talk about all kinds of things. And this year, I don't really know my kids because, for the most part, they're all freshmen. And so I haven't had years to get to know them like I had ASB. You know, some of you guys, including you, I have known since you were an eighth grader. And a lot of a lot of those kids I know since the moment they walked on campus at Lakeside because and they just kind of followed me into ASB. And so this year is very different. It's the first year in gosh, I think I've been a teacher 19 years now, 18 or 19 years um, where I actually know my students' work and their hand, not their handwriting, but their writing more than I know their face. I really don't know their faces because what I see is a box with their name or some crazy meme they put, you know. Um, but yeah, it's really weird. Like I can tell who a kid is by their answers in something I gave them than I can by their face. It's really sad because I had something really Sad happened with one of my students, and I just sat at home and cried. He cried with me on the phone. I'm not going to get into it because it's personal, but I just called him to make sure he was okay. And we both ended up crying, and I felt awful, like, as a person and as a teacher, because if he had been here, I would have seen his face, and I would have known. So, yeah, this year sucks. (laughs)
0: Are you looking forward to the talk of everybody going back on April 12th? Um,
1: I'm not. And the reason I'm not is because, um, I mean, I'm happy for the seniors if they want to be back. But traditionally, in a school atmosphere, the last few weeks of school are the hardest um, for the kids and for the teachers. Like, seniors have senioritis and people get a little crazy and that's tradition, right? We're used to that kind of stuff regardless of if I taught middle school again or if I taught here that happens all the time. But the big difference here is this semester when we started, we already knew what to do. Last semester was hard because we spent a lot of time just like this is how you download something. This is me, you know, like they know like even though they don't see me, they can like write me an email and know now. But um we're so used to each other now and how to like do things that we're about to throw this giant wrench in it again and it's six weeks until the end of school and so that's what scares me like the comfort in this year at this point is that we know what to do now it's not scary anymore and so throwing it in like that it's not cool for anybody like I personally don't like a lot of change, and when you're talking about school, and especially like for a senior where your grades matter, like you have to pass these classes this semester in order to get into the college that you were accepted to, and so we're throwing this huge wrench in it for everybody, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, it's not going to mess with me, but I'm scared for like the kids, and yeah, I mean, even for my own kids, I'm like, great. Like my kids think it's hilarious because I'm keeping them at home, and they're like, hey, hey, we don't have to start school till eleven. And I'm like, oh, you're still gonna get up at seven thirty, little turd. Like, they're like, I have twin six year olds, so I'm like, no, y'all. I mean, six year olds, sixth graders. I'm like, oh yeah, you're still getting up. You're still gonna sign on. They're like, but we don't have to be in class till eleven. And so that's like, I would much rather see the kids that are online every day with me for the same hour, because. The ones that aren't showing up now, are they're probably not going to show up anyway. So I'd like to keep the ones that are doing really good doing good. And so that's why I'm like, mm, they should just let us ride the rest of the year out and then come back.
0: So what do you do in your free time whenever you're not um, spending time with family or working? During COVID yeah. or in general? Um, both.
1: <laughs> uh, for the past year, well, normally we'd be like going to the movies and seeing whatever, you know, is new or traveling or something. And so we haven't really been able to do that. But for some reason, 2020 wanted to, like, kick my family in the butt or me. So, of course, the last week of 2020, we all got COVID. And then right at the same exact time, we had something called a slab leak in my house. I know it's not really that um, interesting, but basically we had to have all of our plumbing replaced and my flooring looked like it had bubbles in the wood. And so that's what I've been doing this whole time. I'm doing all kinds of like things that I had to do to my house. So we spent a long time like replacing flooring ourselves cause I'm a teacher, so I'm not rich. Um, and yeah, so we did all that ourselves and right now I'm like still going over and painting parts of my house that had to be opened up because of the plumbing. Um, But I think the cool thing that we did is in November, we wanted to get away for like Thanksgiving. And I, one of my old ASB students, her and her mom had given me tickets to Disney um, because she works there. And they were gonna expire in um, December. And so it was so cheap to like go to Florida. And so I told the girl that gave me the tickets, she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, we're gonna go. And even in this time, like, Disney World was probably the safest I've ever felt during this COVID time. It's crazy. Like, everywhere you went, everybody's wearing masks. You have to, like, get checked in with a thermometer before you walk in. Um, there's, like, sanitizing stations everywhere, and they're very strict. But it was just really cool to get out and, like, because my kids really haven't been out, hadn't been out before then and haven't been out since Um, But to get them out and get them doing something and walking and um, doing something they enjoy because everything here is still closed, um, it was nice to go do that as a family and feel like really safe that, you know, obviously Disney has a lot of money. But they really um, were there like protecting their guests and their um, employees. So it was a nice, really nice experience.
0: Would you say, like, one of the silver linings for you, even through the whole sucky COVID situation, has been being able to spend more time with your family?
1: Yeah. At first, it was, oh, God, like, not fun at all. And then one of my sons, like, decided that everything was about board games. And so that's probably the funniest thing that we do is we'll all sit down um, at the dining room table and play, like, Clue and fight. And it's freaking hilarious. Um, We cannot play Monopoly because we'll kill each other. But definitely playing like um, Clue or like, we have like a Haunted Mansion Clue that we got and different games like that have been like really fun to just sit down and laugh at each other. Even playing dominoes, like we, it's just really funny to see how competitive we are or not competitive. And like somebody, one of the little ones will like cry and we're like rude. But it's just funny to just sit down and do that stuff and like have that bonding that we weren't having before. Um. yeah I, they do miss getting out and like being with their friends and doing like football practice and stuff but it's definitely been nice like spending more time with them as
0: far as your plans for your kids going back you said that you're keeping them virtual
1: yeah they are staying virtual I am of the mindset that I'd rather be safe than sorry Um, and I think I just have that because my whole family got sick Um, and the kids didn't really get it nearly as bad as my husband or myself, but I would much rather they be safe than maybe sorry or something happened. Um, and they're doing okay in virtual learning, like their grades are right. Um, I think the hardest part is just getting them to get into their Zoom classes. But as far as like getting their work done, they're doing okay. And so, yeah, they're going to stay online
0: going into next year are you planning on sending them back if schools are entirely open
1: yeah I would send them back I would hope that it would be like a hybrid situation and not full-on like it was before um as long as everything seems safe and I'll know because I work here too and I actually signed up to do summer school which I haven't done in years not since I taught for LA and it's because like they asked in the thing why do you want to do this and I just was I put, I miss the kids. Like I miss being on campus. It's not good for me or anybody to not have like a schedule. And so that's why I'm teaching summer school. And I'm teaching brick and mortar summer school right here at Lakeside. And so I'll probably see some of you guys (laughs) if you need to make up English 9.
0: As far as uh, where you see yourself going as a teacher, do you think you're going to remain here at Lakeside for the remainder of your teaching career?
1: I think so. I mean, I'm definitely going to stay in um, Lake Elsinore Unified because I live here and my kids go here. Um, But mostly just because it's hard to explain when you haven't grown up in like a crazy city. But like my husband and I were talking about it the other day when we to get to our house, we get off Lake Street. I live here. So as we're driving up Lake Street, there's a point on the street where you get, um, kind of close to like Mountain Street, where all of a sudden you can see all the mountains and stuff in the background, and we just kind of breathe easier, like, oh, it's so nice. And so I think that's what's going to keep me here. Um, Just because, again, I still, even six years later, feel like Alice in Wonderland, like, you know, yeah, there's things wrong with everywhere. but. I've experienced way worse Um, and so for me it's like this is great like I would I'm happy like that's what I think I'm gonna do I'm definitely not leaving the school district just as a teacher who has this many years in it wouldn't be smart for me financially but even if that wasn't it like I live here I really enjoy like like I can go still see some of my old students who are working at like Taco Bell down the street right now. You know, and, and they'll text me and be like, I'm working today. And then I'll like, it happens with three. She's like, I'm working at Taco Bell. I'm like, all right, I'm there. And like Robert works at Java Hut. And so I just, it's cool that I can like, Steven grabbed me last weekend in Home Depot. And I was like, oh my God. And he's a student I had, I don't know, three years ago. And so that is probably my favorite part of being here. I think when freshies see me outside, they run away, like I've had them hide behind bread at like Stater Brothers. But when it's a kid that has known me for more than a year, they run right up to me. And like my husband's like, who is that? I'm like, oh, it's one of my kids. No, your kids are in our house. Like, (laughs) so that's like my favorite part. So I don't see any reason to leave because I love that part of my life.
0: I think the students are definitely going to be excited, or at least the ones that listen are going to be excited to hear you're not planning on going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. But speaking of students, we do have a couple student questions. Um, the first one is, what was your favorite event that, in your time working with ASB, that you guys planned?
1: Hmm. I think my favorite thing that I ever watched, that I got to stand back and watch happen, it was no I was gonna say there was like a Christmas when we did and I had like this guy with come with all these bubbles and everybody was sliding around outside in the bubbles and I love that like I love the pictures from it not like as many students as I wanted to participate in it but it was really like just pure joy for the people that were out there and just fun just like oh, I'm not even at school right now. Like, they were, like, throwing bubbles at me and throwing bubbles at each other, and it was just so much fun just for that one lunch period. And then I think another favorite time for me was probably the first rally I ever did um, because I was so scared, and really bad things happened after that rally because we lost Alan that day, but it was – such a cool rally like um the principal at the time came and told me it was the most um school spirit he'd ever seen in all his time as a principal and I was like really oh that's cool but it was just cool because I had something totally new to do and the kids were used to seeing somebody else like on the stage there and everybody was screaming and there was just green and gold everywhere and it was a really cool time to like be introduced that way into my new job, I guess. And I'd been working at it all summer, but it was really cool to see it be a success. But definitely, like, that was cool for me. But as far as, like, watching the kids, I think it would be, like, just watching guys run around in the fake snow was hilarious.
0: Um, Our second question is a pretty broad one, but Mm -hmm. what advice do you have for the students or those listening to this episode?
1: So... (sighs) I think my advice would be if I can do it, you can do it. More specifically, um, I've had juniors and seniors come and talk to me about like that they think they can't go to college or they think that it can't be afforded by them. Um, and so just know that I moved out when I was 17 like, and I had a job and it's possible to have a full-time job and go to school as a full-time student. It's all about what you want and if you want to succeed. And remember, when I first started working at El Pollo Loco, and yes, it was El Pollo Loco, um, at my minimum wage was $4.30. By the time I was a manager, I think I was making eight seventy-five. You guys make way more than that. So you have to realize that um, you just gotta make it work. Like get with somebody else who's willing to um, rent an apartment or something with you or rent a room or you know it is possible and it's also possible to do this with a kid because I did it too you know I was still doing teaching full time and I was pregnant during my last year of college and I literally had a professor I had to tell him I was sick or something because I was pregnant and the answer I got back was I didn't get you pregnant so I'm telling you right now, if I had professors like that and didn't have anybody to rely on, you guys can do it too. It is possible. You don't give up on what you want in life and don't settle for less than you're worth.
0: I think that's a really good message for everybody to hear. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing everything that you did today. It was great. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. Make
0: sure you guys drop us a follow on Instagram and Spotify at High School Transcript, and be sure to keep an eye out for our new episodes as they're released every Wednesday and Sunday. See you guys next time.